Hi, everyone. I'm Elizabeth Stein, founder and CEO of Purely Elizabeth. And this is Live Purely with Elizabeth, featuring candid conversations about how to thrive on your wellness journey. This week's guest is Joanna Vargas, recognized skincare expert and founder of her Joanna Vargas skincare collection focused on one thing, beautiful skin. Combining her commitment to plant-based ingredients and her passion for science, Joanna's nature meets technology approach has made her one of the most sought out estheticians and expert in the beauty industry today. In this episode, Joanna shares about her passion for skincare, which began at a young age and has been greatly influenced by her interest in diet and lifestyle. We talk about her skincare philosophy, top tips and foods for glowing skin, her favorite anti-aging skincare technologies like Morpheus 8 and radio frequency, her personal skincare routine, and ways that she feels balanced, present, and her best. This episode is filled with so many great tips for the skin and more. Keep listening to learn all about Joanna. And if you happen to be in LA or New York, you must go visit her spa. Enjoy! If you haven't had the chance to try our grain-free granolas yet, head on over to Walmart to now find them in the gluten-free healthy living aisle and select Walmart locations. Our grain-free granolas have crunchy clusters of nuts, superfood seeds, and creamy nut butters, all baked with organic coconut oil and sweetened with coconut sugar. They are gluten-free, paleo, and keto certified. Use the link in the notes section to find Purely Elizabeth products at a Walmart store near you. Joanna, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you on today. I've been such a huge fan of your brand and excited to pick your brain and hear what inspired you and what's inspiring you today. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm such a big fan of yours as well. This is such a a pleasure to be here. So let's start with your own personal journey and really first what led you to become an esthetician. Is that something that you always wanted to do? Where did that start? And then ultimately what led you to begin and start your brand? You know, I, when I look back at my childhood, I was always obsessed with beauty, beauty products. I was the girl in school that would teach all the other little girls how to use skincare and how to do makeup and stuff. So I was born to do this. Was that a big influence from your mom or that was just something that you... My grandma was really into beauty and was like always gifting thousands of like, you know, bubble baths and creams and powders and, you know, all of that stuff. So I, I had the most lip lip smackers of any girl (laughs) in grade school. And, you know, she always smelled beautiful, but she also had very sensitive skin. And so from the time I was four or five years old, we would play, she would let me give her facials or put makeup on her, but it was always, this isn't right for my skin. This would be okay for you. And so I think she was my first educator on, you know, that uh, beauty is not cookie cutter. What works for one person is definitely you know, not the case for every people. You just kind of have to listen to your body and observe what's going on in order to figure out what's best for you. But I didn't really get into beauty. I I moved to New York to be a, a fashion photographer and, you know, I just wasn't cut out for that 
type of career. And so going to aesthetic school was sort of like, well, maybe I'll be a makeup artist or something. And I fell in love with doing facials and taking care of people and figuring out the puzzle of their skin and, you know, making people feel happy in their skin and restoring confidence to them. I love that. It's interesting also, and obviously I'm not as close into skincare as I am food, but hearing you say that, you know, what works for one person doesn't necessarily work for all. And that's so much how we think about diet today, right? Is that it's not, it should not be a one size all fits approach where it's really the same thing with skincare is framing it up in that same way that we're all so different and and unique in what works best. So there's no one perfect advice. Totally. And I think also, you know, when I started, there was no social media and now there's so much information available to clients. I think it can be confusing with diet, wellness, and with beauty. So kind of like, I don't think people listen to their bodies enough or, or pay attention to the signs that maybe something that you've eaten doesn't agree with you to something I just put on my face, maybe shouldn't be burning right now. (laughs) (laughs) And they're truly also connected because maybe, you know, if you're eating something that doesn't work for you, that's going to show up in, you know, dairy, for example, that's going to show up in your skin and be conflicting with something that you're putting on your skin. So, so interconnected. Absolutely. And I don't think, you know, I I started this career so many years ago and now gut health is such a big topic. And I think it's, it's welcome in my mind because finally people are putting the pieces together that, you know, making healthier choices throughout the day is going to make you feel better about yourself in general. You don't have to be perfect, but be mindful that your body does need to rest. Your body needs to de-stress, you know, that you need to have like be making some good choices on the plate as well. So after you go to school, then what were the steps ultimately starting the brand and really evolving to becoming known as a celebrity facialist and your success? I started my business with my husband when um, we were first married so that I could have more of a work-life balance. We had just had a baby and I just really focused on trying to give you the best facial possible so that you would have to go home and call your sister or your mom or your brother or your best friend and tell them how awesome I was (laughs) and tell them how good you felt. And so I built the salon off of, you know, doing groups, friend groups, family groups, all these different kinds of people coming in at the same time because they were just happy with their skin and happy with the results. And, you know, I think there's a lot of value in like sending like happy clients out into the world and speaking on your behalf. And that was really how we grew the business from being just me doing facials alone in a room to, you know, having bi-coastal spas and, um, and, and a brand, a skincare brand. And then when did you launch your line of skincare? I launched 11 years ago, right when my daughter was born. And really, I had started working on it many years prior, trying to perfect what I wanted to put in those bottles. And really, ultimately, when you start to build out your own salon, I mean, I I just wanted to create everything for my client, every experience that they were going to have with their skin. I wanted to be a part of that creation. So having a skincare line was 
just, it came natural to, to focus on that. Um, and actually my first product was inspired by some advice that a nutritionist gave me about, you know, taking chlorophyll shots every day to kind of detox, oxygenate, you know, get some like healthy minerals in my system, stimulate the lymphatic system. So my first uh, product was the daily serum, which is my chlorophyll hyaluronic acid serum. Again, it was just one of those wellness tips that really stayed with me and informed how I, how I gave advice to clients. I love that. So how would you describe your skincare philosophy and has that changed over the years or really stayed the same since you started? Um, I think it's obviously so much has evolved. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Um, you know, I would, I would hope that all of us focus on how we could be better versions of ourselves every day and evolve in everything that we do. I definitely became mindful of the gut nutrition connection to skin more when I was pregnant with my son, who's about to turn 18 and just seeing clients, you know, breaking out a lot. Well, what are you eating every day or what are your habits every day? And really the habits that I was being told, you know, or the lifestyle that they were leading, you know, their body couldn't accommodate all of those imbalances. And that's why they were breaking out. So certainly I've become more sophisticated in, in what I know. I even went to school for nu- for nutrition for a year to, to become a certified health coach. Again, just more for my own knowledge. Did um, you go to IIM? Yeah. Oh, I did the program as well. You did? Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Uh, I loved it. It was um, amazing. <laughs> ex- except in weeks where I had so much going on and I was like, I have more homework to do. <laughs> oh. But I kind of evolved to recommending nutritionists to my clients or sending them to doctors to get blood work done because I'm not a doctor. And, you know, we all have to kind of look at the body as a whole and not just be like, I don't like what's happening you know, with these crow's feet, or I don't know what's, I don't like what's happening on my cheeks. The skin is an organ. It's connected deeply to the gut and to the immune system. So let's try to figure that out. Yeah, absolutely. So let's kind of dive into then areas of maybe starting with glowing skin, because I feel like ultimately there's certainly consensus that we all want like beautiful glowing skin is, and I don't know if that's the most, well, first let's ask this question. Like what's the most requested when people come and say, I have an issue or I want this when they come to see you is the commonality. I want to come out of here with glowing skin or is it acne, sun damage, aging? What is, what is number one? Number one is glow. Yeah. People want to glow. My skin just doesn't glow. I look dull and I want to glow. They use that word over and over and over again. And then, you know, the minutia of it is, is like, you know, okay, well, you're breaking out. Let's address that sure. the acute condition first. And then let's dive into making sure that your routine is good. But if you, you know, if you're struggling with dullness in general, like vitamin C and antioxidants in your routine are really important. Obviously, that's a, a big generalization, a huge category in skincare, but having antioxidants in your routine for daytime is really important because it helps protect your skin against sun damage and damage, you know, from the environment. 
you know, hopefully you're wearing sunscreen over it and antioxidants can help boost the efficacy of your sunscreen. And then, you know, a counterpoint to that is at night, no matter whether what kind of skin type you have or skin tone, using a retinol even once or twice a week will make a huge difference in monthly or weekly breakouts because it reduces inflammation. You'll see a reduction of fine lines. It will make you glow. Uh, when you wake up in the morning, because it, it, it helps the body repair itself overnight. So those are like two big ones with the, of course, I'm going to assume that everybody listening is wearing sunscreen every day, yeah. even in winter. Yes. <laughs> what are others, some of your other top favorites for getting glowing skin top tips? You know, I think also generally speaking, people either over exfoliate or don't exfoliate at all. So exfoliation is important because you want to get rid of the dead skin cells that are on the surface of the skin. So all your products can penetrate better. Also, you're removing, you know, you're keeping your pores clean by exfoliation. You're evening out your skin's texture and skin tone. If you have any unevenness in the skin and again, exfoliation will help prevent breakouts. If you don't have anything that's kind of clogging the pores that just sort of sitting there. So exfoliation in the warmer months, I would say twice a week is very healthy. And once a week in winter, just because it's drier and your skin is more sensitive. So that's another one that's really important. Also washing your face twice a day is super important. A lot of people don't wash their face in the morning. Sometimes I'm guilty of that. I have to admit. <laughs> You want to wash off as you know, what you've used your nighttime routine. You want to get it off your face and then switch over to a good daytime routine. And so washing your face, you know, certainly when you come home from work, or even if you're working from home, just at the end of the day, getting all the impurities off your skin is super important. And that will help your body repair itself overnight as well. So as you think about what you first said of vitamin C and antioxidants. I'm curious to hear any of your favorite foods maybe that you incorporate into your diet as you're thinking about glowing skin and feeling like you're just skin is on fire the best. Yeah. So my favorite thing to drink throughout the day is I'm friendly with a nutrition expert named Kimberly Snyder. Do you know who that oh, is? Oh yeah, I know Kimberly. Yeah. Yeah. So Kimberly has written many, many books. And if you are an esthetician in either of my salons in New York or LA, her books are required reading because I think that she is just very smart and has a lot of good, she's got a good brain for thinking about nutrition. But one of my favorite things that she that she recommends is her glowing green smoothie, which is a whole bunch of greens. It's like romaine, spinach, kale, celery, all this different stuff. And it's a smoothie. It's not a juice. So you're, you're getting the fiber. And I actually just drink a whole giant. I actually have it here with me right <laughs> now. I have a whole giant thing of it every day. And I just sip on it throughout the day while I'm working and it's just very life-giving for me personally. Greens is excellent for your gut health. I also really like, there's a company called Activated You from California that has a great probiotic, but they also have a prebiotic green powder called Morning Complete. 
So I throw a scoop of that into my glowing green smoothie. And I don't know, it just gives me energy. I feel like my skin is really on point while I'm drinking it. And it, you know, I don't let myself get hungry throughout the day while I'm having that. So that's one of my favorite things, honestly. That's a great tip. I love that. All right. We'll definitely have to check that out. So along with glowing skin, we touched on acne and it'd be great to talk about maybe some tips for, again, it's not one size fits all. And there can be many reasons, right? That we get acne hormonally, things that we're eating, et cetera. But what tips do you have around really treating the skin um, the best for acne? So first, you, if you are struggling with acne or just getting breakouts, you want to make sure that you're absolutely washing your face morning and night just to get everything off your skin and starting fresh with your nighttime routine and your morning routine. At night, you should be using retinol. Retinol will help prevent breakouts. It'll help heal your skin faster. So that's really important. You need to be changing your pillowcase every day while you're breaking out quite as much. And the reason for that is you get bacteria on your pillowcase at night while you're sleeping, if you're breaking out and you're just redepositing the bacteria nightly on your face, if you're not changing out your pillowcase, when you wash your face morning and night, instead of using your bath towel or the same hand towel to dry your face over and over again, use, um, a paper towel or something that you can throw away for the same reason. The bacteria will just kind of live on your towel and you could spread your acne to your back area or just redeposit it every morning on your face. And really you have to be careful with that kind of thing while you're trying to make the acne go away. I would also look just treatment wise, you can get at home LED light therapy, you know, those masks, those light masks that we always see on Instagram. So blue and red light is very healing for acne. Blue light kills bacteria and the red light reduces inflammation. So the body can heal itself. And I would do light treatments twice a week on somebody with acne. Um, How long do you need to sit under that light for? So it's very, very specific to the device you buy. The device that I like the best, I don't sell them or, or have any affiliation with them professionally. I just like it. It's, it's a company called Current Body. They have a really nice face mask that it's silicone instead of like a hard plastic shell. So it really fits to your face and it works so incredibly well. And I think the it's a preloaded session is like, I think it's like 10 minutes you're under the, the light. And then, you know, clean the inside, wipe it down with like a antibacterial hand wipe or something like that so that it's clean every time you use it. And that's really helpful as well. We'll be right back. Since the beginning, Purely Elizabeth has been committed to the healing power of food. We believe there's a direct connection between the health of our farms and soil and the health of our food. That is why I'm so excited to announce our newest product launching. Our number one selling original ancient grain granola is now available in an 18 ounce value size made with regenerative organic certified coconut oil and coconut sugar. For those who are not familiar with regenerative agriculture, it focuses on improving soil health, which is known to help improve crop yields, biodiversity, carbon emissions, and water conservation. You can find our value size at your local Whole Foods market 
or on our website at purelyelizabeth.com. If you're interested in learning more about our sustainability journey and how it impacts the delicious food you enjoy, please visit purelyelizabeth.com slash journey. Enjoy. So on the topic of those LED masks, this perfect segue into uh, different skincare technologies. And I know that uh, you're certainly into those. I'd love to hear about maybe some of your favorites. And while we're still talking about the LED masks, because yes, we do see them all over Instagram. Is it not from an acne perspective, but just from a glowing skin or anti-aging? Like, is that great for us? And then again, my question of how often should you be sitting under it to get the benefits and duration? So in terms of your question about LED, yes, LED red and near infrared light is amazing for getting your glow going. It's good for anti-aging. It increases collagen production. I actually in New York and LA have um, an LED bed that I have the patent on. So more than 10 years ago, I patented the bed so that you get a naked your whole body because your whole body needs collagen building your whole body wants, you know, you kind of want to address the whole thing, not look like amazing up to your chin. (laughs) (laughs) So led light once or twice a week is amazing for anybody and super helpful in terms of skin health and maintaining anti-aging in general, in terms of other technologies that I'm obsessed with. I'm super, super into hyperbaric oxygen therapy. So we do hyperbaric oxygen in the facials that we do in New York and LA, but I also have hyperbaric pods in New York city that you can lay inside of and like breathe in purified oxygen for an hour, which is incredible for skin really makes you glowy, de-stresses you. It lowers your cortisol levels it oxygenates brain, your brain. So you can think more clearly it's de-stressing. It's amazing. Um, I've gone a couple of times to one here in Boulder and it is amazing. And I feel like I instantly fall asleep. It's just like, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. We give people noise canceling headphones and an iPad, but honestly I'm out in like 10 minutes and I yeah. never nap. I'm always, you know, on the go, but that one's a good one. And then in terms of just like face, stuff. Radio frequency is amazing. Radio frequency, radio frequency is a, is considered a non-invasive technology. It's basically combines heat plus radio waves to do two things. It increases collagen production by nearly about like 18% in the skin when you do it in a series. And it also just, it kind of pushes back together your collagen fibers because they spread as we get older. So it really lifts everything up, but I can't stress enough. Non-invasive technologies need to be do, done regularly. Radio frequency needs to be done once a week for eight weeks. And then, you know, you go on a maintenance program. Microcurrent is another one that I love. It's a mild electric current that drains out excess puffiness, tightens the muscle and tightens the skin. So it's kind of like going to the gym for the face, super popular for red carpet. And if if non-invasive is your jam, then you will look great all the time. You just have to come very, very regularly to see a consistent result. Um, and then moving into like kind of more minimally invasive techniques, I do love Morpheus 8. 
Yeah. Some I'm people so excited are, to hear what you think about this. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm obsessed with it. So I do it in New York city in California. You have to see a doctor to do it, but Morpheus eight for people who don't know is a combination of microneedling. So we put needles into the skin via a machine. And then once the needles are in your face, we shoot radio frequency through the needles into all the layers of skin. So instead of treating your skin with radio frequency from the surface of the skin, it's going into the skin. And that does a couple of things. The controlled damage triggers collagen production right away. So does the radio frequency. But those two things combined really remolds your collagen. It can erase lines, even deep lines in the face, not with one session, but with multiple sessions, it can really lift and tighten everything. And it doesn't change the look of your face. You will still be you just like a a sort of a refreshed you. I'm obsessed with it. And it's honestly, to me, one of the best anti-aging tools that I have in my arsenal as a facialist, because it doesn't, it's not trying to change you to look like something else, you know? And then the, you know, the third style of facial services is invasive, which is what you go to the derm or a plastic surgeon for it's Botox, it's filler and it's uh, surgery. So let's talk a little bit more about Morpheus eight. So the thing I've heard about is that it hurts. Is that true? Not true. And then like, what's the downtime and how often should you go and get it? So first of all, we, what I do in New York is because I'm a spa, I changed, I I have made it into a spa session. So you're in my office for two hours. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I do numb you, but you're not dead. So it does hurt. You know, like you do, you will feel pain in certain spots and you'll feel nothing in other spots. It's very, very, uh, particular to the person, but the entire Morpheus eight part of that two hours is about 10 minutes long. You could do anything for 10 minutes, you know, and then, you know, following that I do cryotherapy on your face, which I love. Um, I make you go in my led bed. And I make you also do hyperbaric oxygen. So by the time you leave, all your inflammation is addressed as much as we can address it for one day. And you might leave like any, anywhere from like fairly red to not red at all, depending on your skin type and all of that. Would you want to go out to dinner that night? No. How about the next night? Yes. Okay. You're good. That's pretty fast then. Some people walk out looking like a facial angel yeah. and some people walk out like, oh, you're red, but <laughs> you're fine. So the downtime is really like that day. The next day, the average person will see more redness on their neck than they will on the face. The neck is more sensitive. The skin is thinner. It takes a little bit longer to heal, but it's coverable if you, if you want that. I do a lot of actors, as you know, and I, when I do Morpheus on an actor, I ask them to give me a week of not being in front of people like professionally, just so that we have a, a proper length of time for, for healing and, and, and all of that. There are obviously a ton of contraindications. So if you're considering doing Morpheus, you have to consult a real professional to find out, you know, if for example, if you have a chronic illness or something like that, you won't be a candidate. 
there's a lot of different things that go into that. So you just have to find out if it's right for you. Well, I love that you combine the other healing modalities of the red light and the cryo and the hyperbaric to really like calm that inflammation, which must be so good for the skin and really lower that downtime that if you were getting it elsewhere might be a totally different downtime amount afterwards. It's so true. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm a facialist. And, you know, if you go to get Morpheus with a doctor, they'll hand you two ice packs and send you home. Yeah. And I wanted to just do things my way. Right. So of course I'm going to spend a lot of time caring for you in your, in your post. And you walk out of my salon with epidermal growth factor masks, the twilight mask, and you do a mask every day on yourself as part of that, you know, week long of like care and and nurturing. And, um, you know, the results are really amazing for, for somebody considering it, I would say, be prepared to do a minimum of three sessions at, at a cadence of once a month. Um, because I'm older, I'm, I'm turning 53 this year. I tend to do it, you know, I do it throughout the year, but, um, on any of my actor clients, I don't, I don't have that kind of time. So we just do it once or twice a year. We do three and that's it. So what is your most requested facial? Um, the most talked about requested facial right now is the uh, Morpheus facial, which is called the Twilight facial. But the most popular facial by far on both coasts is the Triple Crown facial, which is my um, microcurrent, microdermabrasion, and oxygen facial, which is I started the salon with that one. And that is still like the OG. It's what I do on all the celebs when they come for red carpet. So it's still going to always be the most popular of all time. I'm sure. I love that. Well, I can't wait to come in. Yeah. And in my head, I was just like, hmm, I'm coming to New York soon. I could get the Morpheus. Oh, you gotta, <laughs> you gotta hit me up. <laughs> all right. I'd love to talk a little bit about your daily skincare routine and what that looks like. And then if you could only use one product of yours, what would it be? Um, so for my one product, it would be my rejuvenating serum, which is my antioxidant face oil. It's argan oil. It's got neroli and rose hips to bring out your glow. It's got olive oil and jojoba oil, which are, um, soothing and hold hydration in your skin. But that product I kind of created with my grandmother in my head. And so it reminds me of her and the way she used to smell and cause she always smelled beautiful. And, uh, I think of her when I put it on in the morning, plus like if I only had one thing to put on, it would have to be a face oil. Cause my skin is so dry in terms of my own skincare routine at night. I use a retinol serum, um, of mine called the supernova serum. And I alternate that with my two epidermal growth factor, uh, products. So every other night I'll use supernova and then the odd nights I'll use my twilight serum and twilight cream, which I quite like all, all that repair and addressing fine lines and wrinkles for at night really works for me. And then daytime, I use my Eden serum, which is a stem cell serum, a plant stem cell serum. I use my rejuvenating serum and I use my Eden cream, which is a stem cell cream. And that all goes on then sunscreen 
and then like a little bit of makeup. I don't really wear that much makeup. Because you have such great skin. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I mean, I just put put a little bit of like uh, tinted moisturizer and I go. Oh, love it. How long does it take you? What's the life cycle of product development? I'm so curious hearing other industries where food is, I think, probably relatively quicker than it than skincare would be? That is such an excellent question. It really depends on the product, but like the daily serum, my first one took me a couple of years because I was creating something that I had not seen on the market. And so when you're trying to create something completely outside the box, it takes a lot longer. Nowadays, from idea to like it's done, it usually takes me probably a year because it has to go through a lot of testing and and things like that. But by the time it gets on a shelf from idea to a customer buying it, it's probably more like two and a half years, something like that, just because it's a, you know, once you have a nice product and you have to find a vessel for it and test that and it, it all takes so long. I wish it could be like, I have an idea. Here it is. Yeah, so frustrating, but, right? Yeah. Super frustrating. And it's, it's that part of it. The time factor is not something I enjoy, but I, I do enjoy getting it right and trying to yeah. make sure that every step of the process makes sense. You know, you have to test the viscosity with certain pumps or like, is the lid going to leak? Uh, just all that stuff that nobody thinks about. And that's super boring, but like, it's all about the customer experience. So I want them to be thinking about how, how great it feels while they're putting it on and not how annoying the cap is. So <laughs> <laughs> so as you think about product development and product, what are your guardrails or sort of non-negotiables around ingredients? You know, I think I just try to find the best ingredients uh, as I can. I do think that there is a lot of misinformation about some ingredients that, you know, there's like um, the studies that were done on them were for like, there's one ingredient, for example, that was used in a nipple cream. So babies were actually like moms weren't washing them off, washing the cream off their bodies before breastfeeding. And so that's different from the usage of putting something on the, on the face that you're not putting your mouth on. So I try to use the best ingredients possible. I try to, for example, my epidermal growth factor in my two twilight products that just came out, it was sourced. It's a plant-based epidermal growth factor. I don't think that as I was coming up in the business, there were a lot of skincare lines that had ingredients from cow placenta and things like that. I don't think that that, I, I can't imagine a universe that I, that that would be a road that I'd go down. Cause I just think that's silly. We yeah. have so much like amazing, you know, plant-based ingredients now that there's just no reason to, you know, like, I mean, it's just silly to me, the whole thing. And who the heck wants that on their face anyways, yeah. not me. I hadn't even heard that. That's wild. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, and lovely product, I'm sure, but just, ugh, you know, yeah. not from me, you know, not my, not my jam, even though it's not just to be clear, not, you know, it's not, they're taking the placenta and putting it into the skincare cream. They're, you know, they're cloning those cells. That's, you know, how they do it to create it as an ingredient. But anywho, I think the most 
I would be strict about would probably be sunscreen. It's why I don't have one in my line. It's just a whole rabbit hole. And I think it's very, it's very, very hard to develop a, a sunscreen in the United States. And there are lovely ones that I like a lot. Uh, Supergoop has it nailed. There's another company called MD Solar Science that I love that you can get on Amazon. And then there's a brand, a beauty brand from Japan that makes the most incredible face sunscreen I've ever used. It's The brand is called Suku. It's S-U-Q-Q-U. And it's incredibly expensive. So don't hate me for this recommendation, <laughs> but they have an SPF 50 for the face. That's like, you know, I get a lot of melasma on my face and I play tennis every morning. So I need something that works and that doesn't bother my eyes. And that's absolutely divine to use. We'll definitely check that out. <laughs> so I'm curious to hear in your day as we started this conversation being like, we're both so busy. We're so glad we finally got this call on the calendar. But as a busy entrepreneur, what do you do in your day to feel your best? Do you have a morning routine, a night routine? Any tips around that that you can share? So in the mornings, I wake up quite early. I usually wake up around five. I answer some emails and kind of see what's going on in the world. Nobody's awake at that time. So it's kind of like a wonderful, it's just me and my dog. What kind of dog do you have? A Wheaton Terrier. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's beautiful. She's like a, a fabulous blonde. <laughs> um, anyway, we just, now that it's nice out, we go outside to the backyard together and we just kind of look at the, the sunrise and then I go play tennis which I do at 7am. So I can be back to say goodbye to my daughter who goes to school when I get back and kind of start my day, all my meetings and all of that stuff. And then I, I um, do my skincare routine and head to the office. And then in the evenings, when I drive home from work, I try to have dinner with my family every night that's kind of puts me back together again. And I walk my dog in the evenings with my husband, either before dinner or after dinner, we live in kind of like a, a quiet rural kind of area. And there's something about the quiet of taking a walk every day. That is really spectacular. It de-stresses me completely. We can kind of talk our last business talk before we go back in the house and hang out with the kids. And, um, it really centers me. I also, I read a lot. I paint, I do art journaling. I play the piano, like all of those kinds of things that has nothing to do with work whatsoever. Yeah. And, and just has to do with like, what are my personal interests and my things that make me feel happy. And those are all things that kind of feed my soul. I love that. Sounds like you're taking some good care of yourself and have really identified the things in your life that work for you. I think it's important. It's a part of growing up, right? Like to have more of a balanced life and to kind of like lean into things that you know that will make you better at caring for others. Like certainly as a mom or as a friend, I'm a better better friend to my friends. If I'm also caring for myself first, because I can be really present for them when they need me to, and really like a better, uh, boss to my employees. When I go in there, I'm completely like, 
you know, in the present for them and I can give them what they need from me as well. So it kind of is all about like having that balance and not getting, not letting myself let life carry me away too much. So, yeah, I think it's, it's such an important point that you can show up the best when you're taking care of yourself. And that's like, not by any means being selfish because it's really helping everyone that you interact with in your life. Totally. And even when I was, you know, my kids were younger and I was working a lot more hours, there were still, I would make sure that I would take a half hour to step outside my office and walk around the park or do something, you know, uh, that just to have a breath and just to have a moment, you know, it's important to have those little moments, even if it's five or 10 minutes of your day, because it's going to make you better for the rest of the day. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're going to jump in to some rapid fire Q&A. Uh-oh. What do you wish more people knew about you? I think that, gosh, I wish more people knew. I know this isn't a rapid fire answer, but we're just going to go with it. Sure. Um, I I wish people knew that like uh, what type of person I was more Social media has been an evolution in the middle of my career. It hasn't been what I started with. So I'm just not used to talking about myself very much. I talk about skincare and your problems. And if you come to me for a facial, we'll talk all about you. So I think I wish people knew who I, who I was more and what my likes and dislikes were, but I'm kind of learning how to be more comfortable with sharing those sorts of things without being shy and embarrassed all the time. I totally agree with all those things. <laughs> so awkward. It's the worst. <laughs> Favorite business moment. Gosh, there have been so many kind of bright spots. I guess my favorite moment was the first time we were we were setting up our business. We were about to start opening And somebody had sent me a client from London who was flying into New York and I wasn't supposed to open the salon for another week. And I had to open a week early to accommodate this client. And somehow that, that happening made me know that I was going to be okay. And that I had made the right decision to go out on my own and start my own business. And that client became a lifelong friend. So that was like the defining moment of my, it was like the ghost of Christmas future. I love that. (laughs) What's one skincare myth that you'd like to put to bed? That olive oil is the, is, is like the, um, the secret beauty trick that everybody needs on their face. Olive oil is an incredible ingredient in skincare. It's in my my grandma's rejuvenating serum, but to assume that that or coconut oil, like putting that all over the face is going to be some magical way of staying looking 30 is a false assumption. And I just want everybody to know that social media is just as much about getting attention as it is about imparting a piece of advice or an actual workable solution for your skin. So just hold that in your mind when you're seeing something trending on TikTok. (laughs) I like that one. (laughs) Three things that you're currently loving. It could be a product, 
TV show, anything. I am currently loving, there's a show on Apple Plus called Alcapulco, which is half in Spanish, half in English. I'm, I'm Mexican. There's a lot of Latino actors in the, in the program. It's a very beautiful comedy about a hotel in Alcapulco. And I'm obsessed with how it's heartwarming. It has a lot of really funny things about my culture that just make me laugh out loud. There are certain characters that remind me of growing up. It's just a beautiful show. I am currently reading for probably the 80th time, A Room of One's <laughs> Own by Virginia Woolf. That was like a life-changing book when I read it in high school. And, you know, I think the message of the book of finding a space for yourself to be your most creative and most true to yourself is an important message for anybody and finding something that you could truly be passionate about and, and, and making, making your own path for you, I think is a, a beautiful message that should be said to yourself over and over again. Yeah. And one more. Oh, one more. Third thing. I'm actually, because it's warmer out, I'm doing a lot of outdoor biking, like uh, around my town and stuff and just being outside and getting some space and some oxygen in my brain has been really good for me. And you forget how like things that you liked when you were a kid really do bring your, you joy. I never make time to go biking, but it's been kind of like a beautiful, I'm going to go take a bike ride just like I did when I was a kid. And it's kind of fantastic. <laughs> There's something about hopping on a bike that feels so joyful. Like you're just a kid getting on a bike. Yeah. Yeah. Freeing or something. Totally. Totally. Favorite words to live by. Jeez. I think my grandmother used to tell me because she had very fair skin. I'm very fair skinned. My mother had beautiful um, brown skin. And I kind of used to wish that I looked more like my mother. And she was like, you're beautiful in your skin. And I think I have carried that message to my children and to my clients. All I want people to feel is happy in their own skin. That's beautiful. <laughs> and lastly, what is your number one non-negotiable to thrive on your wellness journey? You know, I guess something that I advise clients all the time when you're doing your skincare routine and you're kind of washing your face at the end of a day, try to think of one thing that you did good today, or try to think of one thing that you love about yourself. Because if you don't love yourself, if you don't kind of acknowledge all the hard work you've put into your day or acknowledge all of your strengths and only focus on your weaknesses you're never going to be happy. No one will ever be able to overcome the sadness that you're creating for yourself and make you happy. You have to make yourself whole, you know, and to just like have that as a practice, a practice of gratitude or how, whatever you want to call it, I think is like the biggest non-negotiable senior to any skincare routine tip, sunscreen, all of it. You got to love yourself. Love it. Well, in closing, what is next for you? Well, I'm I'm working on another book. 
and which I'm very excited about because I love to write. Thank you. And opening two new salons this year, which I'm really excited about one uh, bigger one in Los Angeles. And then um, down the line, we will be opening one in, in Brooklyn soon. So I'm super excited about that. Thank you. Thank you. Wonderful. Well, where can everybody find you and connect with you and try all your good products if they're not in LA or New York? Uh, JoannaVargas.com, of course, Bloomingdale's also, if that's easier for you. And then um, on Instagram at Joanna Vargas is the brand page. I'm at Joanna Vargas NYC because I'll always be an East Coast girl. (laughs) So you can check me out there and um, yeah, learn something about skincare and lots of lots of stuff about tennis and my dog and my children. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. It was such a pleasure to connect with you. Thank you for having me. So much fun. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me on Live Purely with Elizabeth. I hope you feel inspired to thrive on your wellness journey. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review. You can follow us on Instagram at purely underscore Elizabeth to catch up on all the latest. See you next Wednesday on the podcast.